How can a remote gaming studio solution drive the business? And I'll boil that down to three key areas, reducing cost, reducing risk, and increasing revenues. Welcome to our first season of the Teradici podcast series. On this season, we'll explore the whys and how-tos for a successful remote gaming studio with AWS and AMD. Your host is Alyssa Poon, Partner Marketing Director. Welcome. On today's podcast, we'll dig into questions you have about the costs of a remote game development studio and the return on investment. My guests today are Michael Deneff, Director of Cloud Graphics at AMD, Greg Chang, Solutions Architect at AWS, and Matt MacArthur, VP of Enterprise Sales at Teradici. Welcome, guys, and thank you for joining me. Hello, this is Greg Chang with AWS, and thank you for having us today, Alyssa. Yes, this is Matt MacArthur with Teradici. Thank you, Alyssa, for having me as well. Hi, this is Michael Deneff with AMD. Thanks for having us. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining me. With COVID-19 and office closures, it's really been tough on some businesses. But through the pandemic, we learned that remote or hybrid work is not only possible, it can be a game changer for productivity and speed to market, especially for game studios. Matt, in your discussions with studios, what are the main benefits you share about moving to the cloud? Sure. Thanks, Alyssa. So I think there's always been benefits for a remote or a hybrid solution. Since early 2020, when so many businesses were forced to shift to work from home model almost overnight, it certainly accelerated this decision. So for artists and developers in a gaming studio, there are special considerations for performance, security, flexibility that must be addressed. But we now know that there are technologies available to support and overcome those challenges while still providing the benefits of allowing a more flexible and beneficial work scenario for the entire workforce. And being the sales guy on the panel, I'll look at today's questions from a common viewpoint, which is how can a remote gaming studio solution drive the business? And I'll boil that down to three key areas, reducing cost, reducing risk, and increasing revenues. So a studio moving from a purely localized office approach with a workstation under the desk to more of a hybrid or remote solution can accomplish the following things. First, cost can be reduced by allowing for hiring of the right artists and developers at the right time, regardless of location. So now your available hiring pool just expanded to any location with skilled talent and a decent internet connection versus what it was, which was typically a 20 mile radius around your nearest office. Also, companies can now gain the cost benefits of bursting into the cloud for short-term projects that go beyond what their current infrastructure can support. With risk reduction, one way that risk can be reduced is by avoiding the downtime associated with under-the-desk type machines, by consolidating workstations to your controlled and secure private cloud, or better yet, gaining the operational flexibility and leveraging the public cloud for those machines. Also, a way revenues can be increased is by gaining efficiency and flexibility across your workforce. For instance, allowing a project team in your London office that completes a project early to now immediately start working on a larger project for your LA office that may be looking for additional resources to finish that job. Studios can now deliver projects ahead of time. They can start the next revenue generating projects even faster with no increase to operational or employee costs. Thanks, Matt. Greg, how could a cloud strategy benefit a game studio? So when we're looking at cloud and how cloud technologies can benefit games, we're looking at two sides of this coin. First is operating the games in the studio. So we're talking about running servers in the cloud so that our players all around the world can connect and play multiplayer games, as well as the actual production of these games. And what we're talking about today is how can we empower these game studios to create games faster, better, and more cost effective. Now, by employing a cloud strategy for game studios, you're able to 
get away from the legacy restrictions of traditional on-premise hardware. So instead of having to procure powerful workstations, and as we know in this current environment, coming across high-powered graphics cards can be difficult, you can instead spin up these powerful graphical workstations at any time to allow your artists, engineers, and developers to developing their games on their own time and from the comfort of their own home, especially during this time of COVID. Now, while this helps engineers and artists be more agile in the development, it also helps speed up the production of the game itself in that the iterative loops of development happen quicker. No longer do engineers and artists need to wait hours and hours and even days of rendering time. They can employ some of the most powerful workstations and instances to be able to cut those times dramatically to be able to push out games faster. And as Matt said, be able to work on different projects once they're done with their initial workloads. Greg, you did touch on the makeup of those workstations and how important GPUs are. With the applications that game developers are using, Michael, what costs and benefits does a studio need to think about when they're considering their GPUs? Yeah, well, there are a number of them. And I guess the uh, the cool thing about the cloud is that it's inherently really, really flexible, which is definitely a benefit. So for example, if you're developing in a studio or home or office or whatever on your workstation, you essentially have that one workstation to work with. So Potentially that workstation may be great for animation or creation of some sort, but not necessarily really good for rendering. The cloud is different. So for example, on the AWS cloud in EC2 environment, there are five different types of instances that have AMD GPUs that span from one GPU that is very cost effective that can be used for development all the way up to a, an instance that has four GPUs that could be used for rendering. And the good news is that you can change from one to the other relatively easy. And the even better news is that they're very cost effective. So the lowest cost instance is under 40 cents an hour. So this allows you to, number one, try out those instances that work best for you and just completely add flexibility to your workflow as a game developer. The costs associated with that are that you're essentially going from a kind of a CapEx model to an OpEx model, meaning that rather than buying your own, you're essentially renting it from AWS, which is a different workflow. Rather than you know turning on a workstation under your desk, you're essentially firing up a an EC2 instance and changing your workflow from a kind of an on-premises workflow to the cloud. So there's a there's a little bit of getting used to that, and that will obviously take some time. But I think once you get up and running and you see the benefits of being able to jump from one instance to the next if you need to, and the benefit of sharing your IP to a worldwide work environment you'll see the definite benefits for cloud-based workstations. Thanks, Michael. So Greg, can people expect to see savings with a cloud deployment? Yeah, people can expect significant savings as long as they are adhering to some cloud best practices. Now, we found that our customers have approximately a 31% reduction in average infrastructure spending in the cloud versus on-premises. And this is due to several factors. First is that within the cloud, we treat the cloud as utility, a pay-as-you-go service. So you're only paying 
for the compute time that your instances are running. So this is different as if you have your workstations under your desk, you have purchased it in this CapEx model, and you've basically paid for it even when it's idling. Now with, within the cloud, you're only paying for it while you're on it. So once you shut it down, you're no longer paying for it, which can be a significant reduction of costs. Additionally, when you think about having to manage hardware in a physical space, you have to think about not only the hardware itself, but then also everything around it where it's located. So we're talking about data center rent or office rent, utilities, air conditioning, all these different things that all gets taken care of for you in the cloud and is bundled in with that as you go pricing. Greg, is there a way for a studio to trial that out and get an idea of what their potential cost savings could be? Sure. Yeah, there are several tools that we have. Not only can you use some of our cost projection tools like our TCO calculator or a total cost of ownership to see what your current costs could look like in the AWS cloud, but AWS also provides a free trial or what we call the AWS free tier for all new AWS accounts. So you can go ahead and try out AWS instances on your own time and interact with remote instances. Michael, will Studio see cost benefits like this immediately once they make the switch to the cloud? So yeah, I think uh, you'll see benefits initially, not necessarily all the benefits like cloud-based workstation, but you'll notice very quickly how easy it is to spin up a, a graphics workstation in the cloud. You'll also notice that you're getting the latest and greatest hardware. So maybe that workstation under your desk is two or three years old and doesn't have the capabilities to do certain things. Cloud-based workstations are essentially state-of-the-art. They are the latest and greatest in GPUs from AMD and uh, server-based CPUs from AMD. So you get the benefits of that. But frankly, you'll see the overall cost benefits over the time it takes to complete a project. You know, how quickly the project can be completed, how you can integrate other developers from other parts of the world into the project. Those things will take time. It is a new workflow, but the good news is that the capabilities, both on the, the software and the hardware, are there. You just need to get used to the uh, new workflow. That's perfect. Thanks, Michael. So, uh, Alyssa, maybe an additional point of relevance here is to talk a little bit about a program that we're in the process of introducing. So, AWS and Teradici are running a 30-day trial program for CAS Plus running on AWS. Uh, that can be acquired via the marketplace. It also includes up to $1,000 of AWS credits to cover the customer's EC2 usage. This is a really good promotion because for a limited time, we'll include support for annual agreements executed via private offer in the marketplace at no additional cost. That's really cool. Thank you. What about user experience? Matt, what would an end user expect working with a cloud workstation? Sure. So companies will experience increased flexibility and options for their end users as they can, they can now have employees working from their homes a few days a week and from the offices a few days a week. One of the things we've heard numerous times from our customers over the past year is that their users can now access their work from home or remotely, and the performance is just like they're sitting next to their machines. So I think this is probably the single most important factor in leveraging a studio in the cloud solution is that the user experience for the artist remains seamless and unchanged. This is the uh, exact finding of one of our gaming customers in Vancouver, Relic Studios. So Relic Studios, some of their initial concerns around moving to a remote or a hybrid solution were, well, my peripherals, like my Wacom tablet, still work correctly. Can I still get 60 frames per second across my multiple monitors? And will my content remain secure and protected? 
So all of these were challenges that were addressed and overcome during the initial review of the technology. And they actually were able to discuss this in a customer spotlight, which you can go and read about on our website. Thanks, Matt. Michael, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I do. So one other thing that you will experience is, is the fact that the operating system and the applications run as you expect. And that's a good thing. So the operating systems offered on the CT Cloud on the AMD instances, you have a choice of, of Windows and Linux operating systems. So depending on your workload and which types of games you're working on, you have the option, uh, the operating systems that you need and then also the applications essentially work out of the box in the sense that the driver set that are available for applications, either rendering apps or apps like Photoshop or any other kind of creative apps are essentially the, the same drivers that you would see on a workstation or a PC. Matt, if I'm deciding to go either hybrid deployment or fully to the cloud, what are the key factors I should consider? Sure. As with any decision that affects such a critical part of the business and affects so many employees, I believe there are some basic questions that you should ask. So some of those questions are, you know, for one, can we deliver the same quality and flexibility of user experience as we provided when our people were working from the office? A key to gain in user buy-in is not asking your artists and developers to settle for a compromised level of performance. So this is obviously a key question to address. Number two, can we maintain our standards around reducing risk to the business and upholding security? Again, there's no room for compromise here. So it's important that these same requirements for security and reliability are met in a remote or a hybrid solution. And number three, can we better support our overall business and work culture for our employees with a remote or hybrid solution? This is the area where we've really seen a lot of benefits gained. We saw many companies not only keep their teams and employees productive when their offices were shut down, but now employees can improve their overall job satisfaction and their work-life balance by working some days from home. We can help them reduce the requirements for travel and commuting. And companies can now hire people from a more diverse backgrounds and in more diverse locations than before, based on not being tied to a geographic office location. Greg, when it comes to risk and the development timeline or workloads of a game development studio, what do they really need to know? So like Matt said, the security of game development has to be held to the same standard on-premise as is in the cloud. And at AWS, we treat security as job zero. And by utilizing these cloud resources and cloud instances, uh, you have full transparency and control over the security of your infrastructure. So traditionally, if you have your workstations under your desk, say you have a maligned employee, they could take that workstation out of the office, and now your IP is leaving your secure workspace. Within the cloud, you can have all of your security controls in place to be able to monitor these things and make sure that that kind of data loss doesn't happen. Now, regarding development timelines, the cloud is a extremely scalable platform where instead of having to rely on say, five build stations that you might have in your office or in your uh, co-located data center, you can instead use some of the biggest build machines to get through those builds much faster. Uh, one example, uh, I have a customer who has gone from a several hour build time to under 30 minutes by utilizing some of our biggest machines with our spot pricing, which 
they are able to save up to 80 to 90% on the price of that compute. So the cloud both grants you the transparency and control to be as secure as possible over your IP and your assets, and also allows you to be extremely agile and just increase the rate of deployment and lower the time of those iterative loops. That's really, really interesting, Greg. Thank you. It actually makes me want to ask you, you know, what other specific challenges could a game development studio solve by moving to the cloud? So another thing that Matt had touched on was about having your employees from different places. Say you have your employee in London that needs to work on some assets and needs to quickly transfer that to an employee that's, say, in Chile. Well, by having all of your assets in the cloud and by being able to traverse the AWS backbone, the file transfer is extremely quick. And not only is this useful for employees that you already have all around the world, but say that you know of some really hot up-and-coming artists out of, say, South Korea, and you want to get them on your project for a four-week stint, well, you can just provision them a virtual workstation in the Asia-Pacific region. They can work on it and submit their assets to the, the studio's repo. And after their contract is over, you can turn off all those instances. They no longer have access to it. And now you have uh, their creation. So the flexibility and global nature of the cloud really lends itself to these kinds of possibilities that if you try to do this in a non-cloud environment, you'd have to procure a gaming laptop, ship it to them, hope nothing bad happens, they work on it, they ship it back, and that just takes a lot longer, whereas you can spin up instances in minutes anywhere in the world. So it really does sound like game development in the cloud or perhaps a hybrid deployment really could be advantageous for a game studio. Michael, do you have any last thoughts on that? Yeah, I do. I think cloud game development isn't necessarily better than on-premise development and kind of the historical way of doing things, but it does offer a new flexibility in, in how you develop games uh, and, and to optimize your workflow. And the good news is that it's not an all or nothing type of scenario, meaning that you have to move your entire workflow through the cloud. Uh, there's not a lot of downside. And kind of this pay-as-you-go model really is amenable to the project model. Rather than I mean, having a, a workstation that will age over time, you essentially are, are paying by the hour, uh, very low cost. And in, in many ways, that's a better way to build out a cloud game development model. Matt, do you have any last pieces of advice for our listeners? Sure, I, I guess two two items. So one, I was going to kind of dovetail off of one of the items that Michael was referring to, just talking about the flexibility around the cloud. So gaming development is obviously very project-oriented. And one of just the, the real basic benefits that we see is when smaller or shorter-term projects come up, and there isn't the availability of the proper infrastructure to handle that maybe a very short-term project load, flexing into the cloud and being able to bring on the right amount of resource for a very short period of time gives a ton of flexibility and cost benefit for projects that, that kind of either sprout up or they extend where using in-house infrastructure just isn't the right approach. So to the question of, you know, is hybrid or remote really better? I think the short answer is yes. And the reason I say that is I think based on the shift that we've seen over the past year and a half with so many companies now 
improving employee satisfaction, hiring more diverse people, and quite honestly, filling positions even faster than they could before, while still delivering a very secure, high-performance user experience to their artists, that leveraging a hybrid or remote studio solution, at least partially, if not completely, it just makes a lot of sense. Greg, any final thoughts for our listeners? Sure. As Michael and Matt said, flexibility is going to be of utmost importance in this post-COVID world. Employees and employers both know the demand for flexible work arrangements. So by empowering these studios to be able to cater to these new needs is going to allow them to attract and retain talent, as well as keep these studios as nimble as possible through their iteration and development stages. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Greg and Matt for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please remember to visit our asset library at teradici.com slash podcasts for more information and to subscribe to our podcast series to hear more about this topic. Thank you for joining us on this episode of our Teradici podcast series. Don't forget to visit teradici.com slash podcasts to subscribe to our podcasts and review our asset library.